0: hey friends thank you for pressing play and tuning into women in transition i am your host tia davidson and you're invited to join me every week for transparent storytelling about life love and business get ready to laugh to feel inspired and challenged to get out of your comfort zone we are all adjusting to this world of perfection experts doing it for the gram when in real life we are just out here trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. Hang on to our adult relationships, find the balance between side hustle and nine to five, and adjust to our new identities in marriage and parenthood. Each episode, I will help you see the growth and possibility in what's next. Are you in position for the next transition? Let's get into the show.
1: I believe in me and where I am Are you an entrepreneur who needs some encouragement from time to time, but you're tired of listening to boring affirmations that put you to sleep? I understand. That's why I created something we can bounce to. My name is Z and I want to invite you to download my album, Crowned Affirmations, the ultimate soundtrack of encouragement for entrepreneurs. Crowned Affirmations is helping so many of us stay the course. Stream Crowned Affirmations on all digital music outlets today. All right. Welcome back
0: to Women in Transition with Tia Davidson. I am your host. And today I have my line sister and friend and the originator of You Ain't Shit Without a Bathroom Pick, Brittany Holmes who I love so much and like many of us, she loves Beyonce, she loves to laugh, and most importantly, she loves to keep it real. I am so happy to welcome her to the show. Today's topic is low-key deep and I really didn't expect her to agree to discuss her business like this, but I am so glad that she agreed to do this because I think it's so important to share for not only her own self but for the women listening who are curious and too afraid to be this brave. It's always a bunch of laughs every time we link up and I don't imagine this time being any different. We're gonna break down Britney's story from married to single and from single to finding love again. And we're gonna discuss how Britney really doing today with today's social climate in regards to COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement. So much to dive into. Brittany, please tell the people who you are as a woman in transition.
2: Thank you um, for that introduction, T. I'm so proud of you and thank you for having me on today. Um, My name is Brittany, hello everyone. A lot of nicknames, visas, bee homes, things of that nature. Um, but I am a woman in transition because I am literally constantly evolving and growing and learning. But most importantly, I'm literally sculpting who I am and who I want to be, regardless of whatever that I go through.
0: Ugh. I love that. It is so beautiful. And I think we all can relate to that for sure, especially the evolving every day, wanting to be better and things like that. So just to let you guys in on how me and Brittany know each other, me and Brittany are actually line sisters. Can you guess which one? (laughs) Don't guess wrong. That's all I'm saying.
2: (laughs) And don't get too
0: long. Okay. We both graduated from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, and that is how we met. Now, how we've been able to stay connected over the years is because- <laughs>
2: What is it? 11 years?
0: Yes. 11 years. Like, I feel so old for saying that.
2: Oh, no. Like oh, We need to come up with another word.
0: Seasoned. Season, okay, okay, season. I like that. I can, I can do that. I can do season. We have a seasoned relationship. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Just you know, rolling off the top of my tongue. Um, but how we've been able to stay connected over the years, I we're both from Memphis for sure. So, whenever I go home, I definitely have to link up with Brittany and you know my other line sisters and stay connected. We also stay connected because we've been to each other's weddings and you know we have mutual friends, yeah. say, Brittany, yes,
2: I would agree,
0: and all facts. Yes. And we love, we both love to talk and we both love to laugh. And I mean, I love you.
2: I love you too. And we love to get into some things, which is what we're about to get into
0: today. Okay. All right. So speaking of marriage and weddings, we yes. are going to definitely dive into your transition from married to divorce. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us, how long you were married, and what you imagine marriage to be like versus the reality.
2: Yeah, so first of all, you are super duper special, because I don't think that I have ever actually talked, you know, like about this um, section of my life, I guess you can say this period of my life, with anyone except for like my closest friends right or my family or people that like know me know me so um definitely thumbs up to you to getting me to um to do this but That's what sisters are for. Um, And I also think that it is important to share different stories as women um, because, you know, when you're going through something, you don't ever think that your story is the story, you know, that could help someone or that can touch someone because you're living it and you're in it. Uh, But it's been some time since... um, the divorce happened, and the more I talk to more women, older, younger, I'm like, man, you know, maybe if you had said something about your experience, or I had said something about mine, I could have had a different type of idea, you know, when I was going through it. So I definitely think this is a great platform, um, and I'm excited to get into it. Um, I was married technically, legally by law, for um, two years and a couple of months. Um, I filed for divorce right before my two year, what well, would have been my two year anniversary. There's a lot of legal, legal mumbo jumbo, you know, with waiting periods for different um, counties or different states. So there was a waiting period before actually getting the Actual divorce decree, which solidifies that you are divorced. So um, we dated for four years before getting married. Um, you were there, I got married on my date that was four years to the date that we had actually started um, a relationship. So um, yeah, two years right before two years of that um wedding anniversary.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And can you tell us what you imagined marriage to be like versus what it actually was once you were in it?
2: Yeah, so I really thought that it was going to be this big version, like this big safe and secure and no issues and no drama version of my relationship you know mm-hmm. but then I thought that there were certain things that were going to change mm-hmm. because we marry now so you know um, there are things that I would do in my relationship that I'm like oh well when we get married I will not have to do that or I would be doing more of that or mm-hmm. things that he would do I'd be like oh he ain't going to do that when we get married and it, it, it's that he's doing more of that or less of a different thing so really I didn't take it as this big change that it really was mm-hmm. I really downplayed it if I'm be honest because I'm thinking oh we've been together for years we know each other this is what it is you know cool um and of course all the things that the bad things specifically that um hurt me or hurt him or different things we went through when we were in a relationship are we definitely not gonna go through that because we married now you know I got chose I'm the chosen one I'm the one you know that I'm not gonna have to deal with all of this and um it's gonna be great and I mean two people who are together who love each other why can't you know they just wake up every day and you get know what I mean? Like I do go, head and go to work and, you know, come home and make it work. Like, I really was like, I guess you could say in the clouds mm-hmm. about the true reality of what it really was. Uh, a pinpoint is I never had an actual example. So I didn't really know what it was supposed to look like. I knew what it was not supposed to look like. And I had convinced myself that as long as it don't look like what I know is not supposed to look like, which is what I saw growing up, then I'm good.
1: Right. But I was not. Right. (laughs) So you was not. I was not.
0: So with that, how was it adjusting to the role as a wife? Was it hard for you because you didn't know or was it easy for you because this was the opportunity to like create your own version of that and what did you learn about yourself during that process
2: um I would say transitioning to a wife was really easy in a sense of being um gentle and soft and submissive which was very different than what I um you know was I guess you could say it was raised to be, mm-hmm. um, but I would also say in the same breath that the difficult part was when I had to begin to do things that I didn't understand why I was doing them. Because they were not a part of what I thought, you know, being a wife was mm-hmm. and so then you think about those vows and you look at them, you know, in black and white, you know, for better or worse, for richer or for poor. Mm-hmm. But it's like you never think that it's really gonna be the worst, you All know. Right. You really don't think it's really gonna be the richer or the poor. Right. And so it's like when you really get into those moments where you have to make a decision to to play a role that mm-hmm. in your mind, honestly, you didn't sign up for. Then mm-hmm. that's when the shit get really real, you know. Yeah. So it's like yes, yeah, you know you're going through a transition with a job or you're going through a transition with your health. And yes, I'm here for you. I want to be there for you. And, and and you're not a bad person, you know, because PCU doesn't understand it. But it's just like, you didn't sign up. You know, let's say someone gets really sick. You like them. You care about them. You love them. You're married to them. But did you really sign up to be, you know, someone's true caregiver one year in the marriage? That didn't happen to me. But that's just an example right. of... Of the things that you don't think about because they can happen to you. You know, if one of your spouse, if one of the spouse loses a job, you mm-hmm. know, that puts everything on the other person. Are you really ready for that? And I would say the different things that I went through um, that were new issues, right? I wasn't ready for it. And it was because it was piled up against all the old issues. That I always had. They still over there. So imagine dealing with new issues and old bullshit. And in your mind, you thought it was gonna be a new clean slate, you know?
0: Right. But it
2: wasn't.
0: Right. So at this point, did you even like before? Did you even think divorce was an option? Like when you, you know, when you said your vows and everything, were you were you one of those people like divorce is definitely not an option? And then when you got into it, you was like, eh. I don't know this might be an option now or were you just like "Eh, if I don't like this I could just divorce like right off the
2: bat that was not it. I didn't think I was going to get divorced. I was the first person out of my friends, you know, like my core set of friends mm-hmm. who got married. And so it was really weird and different because I didn't really have someone that I can call and be like, oh, girl, what's going on what's in this? Because this is like the prime of our life. You know, we're mm-hmm. like late 20s. We don't know. We just trying to get chose before 30 because, you know, that's the age that yes. you work something. You know, you, you wiped up by 30 with a child at 31, even before that, if you bounce off. If not, then you ain't, you ain't good of a woman. You know, you ain't nobody. That is and you, you, you just suck. Like, that's what the idea was back then. And I would say that I loved cooking. I loved cleaning. I loved doing all of those things. But because I, I learned that I am also an individual. Mm-hmm. And so it's one individual who is trying to merge with another individual, but at the same time, I can't lose my identity as the individual that I am, mm-hmm. even though I'm taking on more tasks and more things. Yep. And so no, I didn't want to get a divorce, contrary to popular belief, because you know the rumors be out there that be mm-hmm. honest just packed up one day and, and said deuces. Um, I did pack up, but it wasn't just one day. <laughs> um and it was a situation where there was just a lot of levels of things that were occurring um that I hit a breaking point. Um I do I don't like. Divorce, You know, people who have divorce parties is so silly to me. I was happy to be free of the, I guess you could say the constraints and the box that I was in, Mm -hmm. but I was not happy, you know, to lose that idea of a bond, you know, to lose that idea of family, you know, to lose that idea of partnership, you know, and Mm -hmm. lose that idea of what I thought success was. You know, so I'm thinking I'm successful, you know, because I'm married, you know, I'm married to a cute guy, you know, a likable guy that everybody, you know, like, and then now I got to, you know, say no, and I got to hurt everybody else's feelings. And there were a lot of times before I actually vowed that I wanted to bow. And then, you know, we get to praying and we fast. Yeah. We get to fasting and praying. Yes. And, you know, everybody got an opinion. peace. You got to be, you know, real iffy about that. Um, but I I knew myself just like I tell all my friends. You know, they call me with their advice, sort of like you know, girl, I'm gonna eat, girl, I'm gonna do it. And I told them all, you ask any of them, I say, well, guess what? When you look in the mirror and you get naked, you know who you are, and you know what you're gonna do. You're gonna I mean you know it. The fact that you gotta ask me, that means you are not ready yet. Cause when you know. You know, when I knew nobody and nothing and nobody's opinion to you, nobody's nothing, you know, phased me because it didn't matter if you still wanted to be my friend or not. I had to do what I needed to do for myself.
0: Yes.
2: Even if I had to do it by myself. And I was very afraid of it. I was really afraid of what people um, would think. And that's something that I had to get out of. Um, It wasn't too long before I met him. Honestly, I want to say maybe it was like 2010. um, And you were part of it. I had a really big life moment where I literally shifted, and everybody knows me, knows me. I literally shifted my entire life because it wasn't until I was 22 years old that I really knew who Brittany was.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I
2: wasn't afraid. I wasn't hiding. I mean, I lived a life of deceit, of lies, you know, of sneakiness. And I was very likable, you know, and very just because oh, I live a life, you know, I'm in that life. You yeah. know, I'm still me in a sense. But I had to learn that, You know, when I go home at night and I take it all off, am I really pleased with the person that I am? Mm -hmm. And because I went through that as an individual, I'd be damned if I can't feel that freedom and just that knowing who I am and I'm married and committed and responsible for another person Mm -hmm. who's doing irresponsible things toward me, for me, and to me. You know, so it's just kind of like, ever since then, it's just a whole nother vibe, you know, with me and everything. And I just feel like, you know, I can't, I just can't afford to deal with with certain things, if that makes sense. Um, But I also was so big on making sure people knew who I was, right? Mm -hmm. And we always got this perception. So, Mm -hmm. something that um, only a few people know is that I wanted to call the wedding off. Mm. before I got married
0: mm-hmm.
2: but I didn't want to be embarrassed yes you know because I didn't know how to find the words right mm-hmm. at what 26 I can't remember how old I was she how old I, 26 <laughs> you know to say I don't want to do this you mm-hmm. know and I'm thinking well this is my time you know she you, you got chose. Why? You know, you said yes. You you know what I mean? But yeah. when I walked down the aisle, because people say, well, why you have me come there wedding and, and give you all that money? <laughs> you know? And I say, you know what? We had a talk and um I really thought that it was going to be different. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have put my friends, my family, you would have, everybody was crying, you know, because it's like, oh my God, this is so nice for Brittany, you know, all this shit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I really thought that it was going to be different. I mm-hmm. really did. And I was embarrassed to call it all. Um, I got married knowing, you know, that I was banking and putting all my chips in this bag, you know, and I really learned that I gave myself up, mm. you know, by doing that. And I wasn't true to myself by doing that. So mm-hmm. what real result can I expect when I lost myself from the beginning? I, I And when I say lost myself is I became so depending on what he needed and Mm -hmm. what he wanted and what made him happy and what him what kept him home at night you know what kept him full and you know what kept him satisfied that I got lost in what Brittany really needed and when I got through and I'm tired from a long day and I come home and I'm not getting what I need Mm -hmm. then it goes back to Brittany what the hell are you doing Mm mm-hmm you know, so I tried to, let's have a baby and it'll work. Now I know that's some dumb shit. And if anybody else had told me that, I'm like, girl, don't, don't, do it, don't do it. But when, like I said, when you in that moment, you yeah. know, and it was, a, it was a sad outcome, you know, I had a miscarriage, but I, I think that it was really a sign that, girl you need to sit your ass down Mm -hmm. because you already know that your marriage is on the rocks you know and you all need to figure out what it is about you all before you put a child Mm -hmm. in a situation that if nothing else you know you don't want to have a child in this situation
0: you know
2: so it just was it was weird I, I loved it but I had to let being a wife to that particular person go
0: yes So what was the breaking point or the moment when you decided to leave? Because you knew before that, you know, this wasn't right. You know, you had past experiences, but you were hopeful that things would Mm -hmm. change. So what happened enough where you were like, okay, this is it. Like, no, it ain't getting better. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not hopeful no more. Like, and what was that like you actually leaving? Like, what was the process?
2: yeah so like i said before i filed maybe i would say about six months before that i knew that i wasn't happy um i knew that there were things that he wanted that I didn't want and I didn't know how to tell him mm-hmm. um, because then again I'm putting pressure on me where you know you meet someone and they say I want this, this, this and this and this amount of years and then you say okay yeah let's do it and it's like you commit to them that those things would happen only for you to realize mm, I changed my mind so how do you tell someone who, who told you what they wanted that you changed their mind and I would say I changed my mind because you didn't tell me about the bullshit that was going to be happening in the process of you needing and wanting these things. Right. So I'm like, you know, Hey, I got to disappoint this girl. I, I went through so many things. So do I set them, you know, do I set them up? You know, do I, you know, do I, do I just leave? You know, do I, do I say what it really is? Do I say what it is, go to counseling, work it out? You know, so many different things scenarios, if I'm being all the way real, went through my mind of how do I get this out that this is not what I want to do? You know, am I going to go to hell because I don't want to be with him and I'm going to go, you know, what will my people say? What will all the people say? Then I'm the first one of my friends to get married. That's a leadership role that I didn't sign up for, but that I'm in. You know, my house is where all the married people come, you know, get drunk and have fun and play games. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm doing this to everybody. And then again, it's about me thinking about everyone else before I'm thinking about Britney. Mm-hmm. Um, and Britney is sad. Brittany is going through a lot of things, and you know, no one knows. And so the way that I do is this, and I've been like this in all of my relationships, I will change my mind. You know, I will say something like I'm leaving you, I'm done too. But let me tell you something. Until I really leave, I ain't going nowhere. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna argue, we're gonna work this out. I want to talk about right now, I ain't going nowhere, but I don't reneg. So when I do really leave and I put that space on that table. I don't take that spade up. You know, I'm I'm out. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And nobody that I ever talked to that I ever went back to. Because when I say I'm done, I'm done. My boyfriend in middle school dumped me because I wouldn't have sex with him. Years later, he want to go eat because I was visiting Nashville. We can't be together. Because you know what? I'm going to think about that time when you dumped me. You're going to be because of what I don't do that. I, I mean, you showed up the next day dating my best friend. I don't don't forget. I can't do it, okay? I'm not equipped to do that. But when I'm with you, you know, I forgive, you know, I move forward. But when I decide to leave you, it's for a specific reason. And I would say that um, one big thing that I try, I guess you could say a legacy with my friends and my family and all the people that I um, affiliate with is I want you all to say that there was never a time that I needed Brittany and she didn't have my back. Mm-hmm. You know, that is really, really important to me, you know, to all of my friends, you know, we don't have to talk for three months, but you know, if you go to jail, if you go to this, if you do this, you want to ride out, you want to laugh, you want to cry, you want to drink, you want to smoke, whatever you want to do. I want you to know that I got your back and I'm going to tell you that that shit crazy. I'm going to tell you that this shit don't add up. I'm going to be like, girl, do it. But I always want my friends to know that, you know, I helped them and I had their back. And because I'm so passionate about that, I don't affiliate myself with people who I don't feel the same about. Mm -hmm. So if you don't got my back, I can't affiliate with you because I don't know how to love you without having yours. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
2: there was a moment when, um, I, I was just minding my business because, well, first of all, I talked to my mama about it um, and my best friend, because I was like, I got to tell somebody what's going on with me. And there was a trip that was about to come up. And they're like, go on the trip, you know, maybe, you know, things will work out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what, I'm really going to give this over to God. And I'm not really like the biggest spiritual person, but I do mm-hmm. believe in when when you hand something over, you got to hand it all the way over. So no more, you know, thoughts in the back of your mind, thinking about this, you know, trying to concoct a or story, just let it go. And whatever it's going to be is what it's going to be, right? So I decided I let it go. And I was like, okay. You know, whatever comes out of it, comes out of it. And literally things started revealing themselves to me and like falling in my lap. Things that had happened while we were married. Which remember, when we got married, that date, I thought you know, everything was everything. Like I thought that was the safe TNT of that year. I thought it was my saving clean slate. But when I started seeing so many different things um, was happening still in the same fashion till, you, you know, in the same way. Yeah. Um, and other things like crazy things are up and running. I was like, you know what, you ain't gonna change. Mm-hmm. You know, you are who you are and this is who you are mm-hmm. in this sense. And there was one particular instance that happened on a date that was very dark for me Um, in a date that I needed him. And, you know, what I said is it doesn't matter what I look like, you know, because I had been up and down in my weight. It doesn't matter what I sound like, how much money I make because I was making more money than I ever made in my life. You know, it doesn't matter what I do. You still don't gonna do what you want to do because mm-hmm. you're thinking about you, and that's no partner of mine because I'm not a, a needy friend. You know, I'm not really the needy girlfriend, nor am I really the needy wife. But when I say I need you, you better motherfucking believe that I need you. If you see that I need you, you get know what I mean? If you realize that, then I feel like because of our connection. You know, in 11 years, I probably called you twice and said, Tia, I need you, or I need to talk to you. And no matter what you were doing, you knew that I was a good shit, mm-hmm. because out of 11 years, you get know what I mean? It's only been two times. And it's just one of those things where I that really, really hurt me, Tia. You know, it really hurt me to know that I never needed you in a sense, which is a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Um, And the day that I needed you, you still chose to do what you wanted to do for you. And I said, this is a person who's not my partner. And this is a person who doesn't have my back. Mm -hmm. And I know me, and I know that I don't dwell in spaces like this. And I can't change you and get married and trying to do this and do that. Never, never did none of that. On top of all the other issues that we're dealing with, right? The life issues that we didn't predict or we didn't plan. And you got the audacity? No. Because what's gonna happen is I'm gonna be a murderer. And that's not who my mama raised. Right. And you're gonna be dead. And that ain't what I want for your parents. You know, because you're gonna drive me to that goddamn level. Now you know, and it don't matter what I do, and I be we we can do a hundred more zooms about all the shit that I tried and did and you know, fake myself to believe. And I just thought, you know what? This ain't it. And I think that it wasn't until I said, I surrender, you know, God, just show me. And boy, did he give me more things that my whole, you know, cup could feel. It really run it over in all of the signs and the reasons of why, girl, you need to get out. Yeah. You know, and you need to get out now while you ain't got no property, while you ain't got no children, you know, while you ain't got now is the time. Swipe the credit card, you know, save them, do whatever you need to do, and get out of there. Because at the end of the day. You know, what's for you is going to be for you. And I think love is not a hard thing. You know, do you have hard times? Yes. But, you know, even the Bible say weeping may endure for a night. It mm-hmm. doesn't say weeping endures for 55,000 nights. Right. You know, you're around here being thinking that you're being strong and thinking that you're you know, holding on. You know what I mean. And thinking that you're pushing forward, and thinking that you're being a rider, and you down for somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody who deserves you to be down for them is not putting you through the same shit that you have cried and damn near begged, you know, and damn near screamed and fought and everything to the top of your lungs. for in the spot, they don't do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that it wasn't really what he was doing per se, but the extent. You know, like right. I, it's just so many layers, and I'm like, no. You're a scrub. You know, I've sat up here, who I am, and all my might married a damn scrub. And I was thinking to myself, you know, because if it had been any of my friends who told me the real truth from the beginning to the end of my life, I would have said, Tia, you married a scrub. Yeah. So what you going to do about it? You going to clean them up or you going to leave? And quite frankly, I don't got that time because I thought I had already cleaned you up.
0: Right. You
2: mean, I've been taking care of you. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. Nah, buddy. No, 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 no. And I'm I'm old enough so whereas I know the difference now, and I had to get to a point where I wasn't scared to be alone, because that is very scary, girl.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: dating well out here; ain't no crystal stair.
0: Okay, because that'll that'll scare somebody into staying in in the oh, marriage, yeah. not wanting <laughs> to be alone or mm-hmm. you know start over. That's it what ain't easy. Yeah, that's what most women are afraid of. So how did you build yourself back up after that? You know, you Mm -hmm. went through like a traumatic experience. Yes, a whole
2: life event.
0: Yes, and it's like that could do a lot to somebody's self-esteem, you know what I'm saying? And their confidence. So Mm -hmm. how did you build yourself back up again to be this confident, strong Black woman that you are today?
2: Yeah, I got back down to the basics of who Brittany is. You know, mm-hmm. that unloving person that, you know, when you're around me, you know, you feel a certain type of energy, a certain type of vibe and really start believing that for myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone would tell me that, you know, we would feel that, you know, we would be grooving. And it's just me really getting back into, like I said, the basics of who Brittany is. Um, I would also say that I've always been like a poster on social media. And I would um like use social media Four different forms of validation, to be honest. Um, and I would use it originally for validation that, you know, I got my shit together. Because I'm in you know, I'm married, I got a house, you know, we got new cars. You know, we keeping up with the Jones. You know, I am the Jones. You know, like Nene Lee said, well, I am the Jones. I'm the first one out of my friends, you know, so I would use social media for validation in those aspects where I just started using it for my own validation. You know, that's what it's there for. And the difference is I'm not being fake about it. Everything, everywhere I say I was on Instagram is where I really am. And that is what I'm really doing. And this is how I really look, you know, like, and it's just like, When I saw that people, you know, they they were having like, do I like it? Is she single? Is she not? She had to act like, you know, I don't know. Because I didn't have the big post, which I thought about. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use this right now to help me get back to who I am. I was about to turn 30. You know, I did this crazy 30 hours celebration. And it's just me getting back to who I am doing what I want to do. I quit my job. You know, I moved. I said, you know what, I'm going to be 30 years old. And I always thought that 30, I should be at a certain place with certain things and a certain checklist. But the one thing that I really missed out is at 30, I'm supposed to be happy. You know, that, that's what I'm really supposed to be. And happiness looks very different, you know, depending on how you approach it and what, you know, the cards that you're dealt and the way you choose to play them. And so that was my focus. If it don't make me happy, you got to go. If you don't make me happy, you got to go. And I, I wasn't convincing myself that I was happy. I really was happy. Like, I really was having, you know, the time, honestly, the time of my life.
0: That is beautiful.
2: Yeah. And it was difficult. There were times I cried literally for 55 days. hmm Okay, every night, and I would fake it, you know, I'd be going to sorority meetings, go home, cry myself to sleep. And I was crying myself to sleep because I was thinking, Brittany, are you crazy? Then, you know, I never had nobody who didn't try to get back with me, okay? So I got him, you know, texting me, calling me, you know, showing up at my job, giving me gifts, showing me memories, you know, different things. So then I'm like, ugh, has he really changed? Should I, should I, should I? And I was thinking, no, bitch, go back to that moment. You know, when you felt that way and understand that if you go back, you're going to set yourself up to feel that moment again. And I I will never feel that moment again with anybody. I wouldn't even allow myself to get to that moment. And I just felt like I started doing different things, you know, for me. And and it felt it felt really good. Yeah, I went home by myself, but I was more happy every night after I stopped crying. Uh, I was more happy every night, you know, than I was any night. You know, just to say I got somebody sleeping beside me, you know, just to say I got somebody, you know, with me, just to say I'm married, just to say I'm in a status that people get in and don't even understand you think you want to be married. Are you really ready to get married for real? Mm -hmm. You know, and what it really takes. So just to keep up with the Joneses when I learned I wasn't the Joneses. (laughs) I was like I can't do this this shit is exhausting you know I'm tired because I got back to a point where where I was in my early 20s I'm living a double life and I can't do that yep. you know I, I can't do that I got too much to lose you know to do that so yeah it, it was tough it was tough people ask me are you okay are you nothing? you know I hate that shit but I'm just like you know what they're just trying to be there for me you know that that's what they need to do and that's what I need and you know that's that's what I want I got my name back You know, and it felt so good because I'm like, okay, you know, I'm back to being who I am. And I get to redefine who I am. Try different hairstyles. You know, I had some ghetto hairstyle stuff I would never do. I was wrapped and curled. Shawty, girl. I didn't, girl look that, I'm even into now. I never did these before. So it's like I'm wearing things. You know, I'm embracing myself. I love my body. You know, I'm, I'm having positive body images. So it's just one of those things where so many things just are blossoming naturally. And it just, everything just felt good.
0: So what did you learn from that past relationship to help you understand what you need and what you want in terms of a relationship now?
2: Um, I would say the number one thing is, like, you can't expect anyone to do what you want them to do. You have to set clear expectations, and we all have to know the expectations and deal breakers or goals or different things change over time because we're people and we're continuing to change over time. But you should communicate very clearly and very, um, very just concisely about what you need and what you want and find a partner that you don't got to ask to do those things. Do you need to tell your partner and maybe show them, you know, depending on your love language, you know, how to show you and how you can really receive and see what they're giving you? Yes. But if you got to always negotiate, somebody treating you right, and that's whether negotiating with them or negotiating how you really feel, then it's probably not the person for you. Because if you start off negotiating, you're going to be negotiating the entire relationship, which would then turn into a marriage that you will be negotiating in. Um, I also think, and and they say it, and you think it ain't you, but it is you, okay? Mm -hmm. Every issue and every problem that you have had when you are dating has a very high chance, Um, specifically if you didn't really talk through it and get through it and move forward through it, you are going to have that in your marriage. Does that make sense? So let's let's use, you know, somebody is dirty in a relationship. They don't clean up unless that person makes a distinct decision to be clean. You get what I mean? Because they know not being clean is consequences that they do not want to deal with. they gonna be dirty in your marriage and they know you ain't going nowhere because you loved me when I was dirty and oh but you love me when I was dirty before and then I cleaned up for a couple of weeks or a couple of years and then I got back dirty but you never leave you never set your foot down that this dirty shit is not what I'm dealing with you know or not what I'm doing and like I said you can't renege yeah okay you can't pack up, leave, and then come back. Okay, because you're Renee, because now you're what? You're teaching me how to treat you. Mm-hmm. And my best friend um, told me one time, she said, Brittany, why are you surprised? And I said, what? She said, girl, why are you surprised? Because every time he does this, he does this, this, this. He knows how to, you know, poke you and he knows how to get you back to a certain level, only for y'all to be good for him to what? Go out and do the same damn thing. You want to know why? Because he's going to do what he want to do and he know you're not going to do shit about it. Yep. You know, so you got to figure out what you're going to tolerate, you know, and what you're going to deal with. And I think that You know, I I learned those things that I can't change a person. They only going to do what they want to do. And they can't do it because you hurt me and because you mad. You're supposed to do it because you want to do it. And it's somebody out there that's going to do what I need them to do. Not necessarily what I want them to do, but what I need them to do. And yep. when I make that commitment again, because I do want to be married. I still want those things, but mm-hmm. it's like, it has to be someone who's truly my partner. And we say, Oh, but well, we were friends first. Were you really friends or were you just getting along friendly? Cause you was fucking, mm-hmm. which one was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. friend? Because at the end of the day, you can convince yourself that you're somebody free. Yep. But then when you break up, do you still talk? You know, do you still tell that person your secrets? Hell no, nah, because y'all wasn't friends. Y'all decided to bond, you give me to on some things. And yeah. don't get me wrong, you were friendly, but you were fucking too. So yeah, that puts I mean. a whole nother layer, because the people who are my friends, me and you, 11 years later, we are friends. We yeah. have been through halves, we've been through love, we've been in the middle. We've been through, girl, you crazy, girl, you wrong, girl, now. Nah. You give me mean, to me, because mm-hmm. we're friends. Have yeah. you really been through? And we not fucking, okay, you know. But <laughs> yeah. just know that, have you ever really been? through that you're going to be with somebody without the fucking part does that make sense so we were friends first girl y'all wasn't friends (laughs) no you wouldn't you're lying to yourself sis because i did it before yep you know and so i i just was like i can't do that i can't convince myself of something that i want because a friend doesn't do those things to you you know a friend doesn't hurt you in that way and even when they do they're very remorseful you mean they come to you and say what they did you know, they apologize. Does that make sense? Like your friend just handles you very differently than your fuck friend that you convinced is your lover and your friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No mm-hmm. man, Pam.
0: You mentioned the whole social media thing, like you didn't you didn't write the long post, but you didn't. And it's gonna be hilarious because. When people listen to this, they're going to really find out, you know, the truth of what happened because you did kind of just, you know, show up on social media. You saw, you know, wearing your little two pieces, got your little Mm -hmm. hand on your hip. You was just out here trying to catch one. I'm trying to out out that's how you gotta do it. You got to be
2: out here. Cause you know, people say go to places you, you know, the man you want to be. I was going in places there wasn't no me in there that I wanted. So I was like, you know what? Let me um let me make this page public, you know, yes. and let me show people who I really am. You know, so like what I was doing, you always known that person, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just like, okay, now, okay, Brittany, out, out, you know, let me try to shoot my shot. I still not gonna respond if I don't want to. Um, On the social media thing, real quick, the one thing that, that was so funny to me is people like, you was married? You ain't never post your look. Yes, I did. I stand corrected that I was still posting while I was married. I just think that afterwards it was so much more because I didn't have nothing to do. And every quote, girl, I'm trying to get back Either you're going to bag me or you're going to beg me. I'm out here. I'm yes. trying to let you know that I'm available because when you're married to someone, you have a certain connection with them and my intention was never to shame him or put him in the mud, you know, or throw mm-hmm. him out there like it was something different. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I already knew as soon as I put that out there everybody going to be saying this, saying this, doing this, doing that, you know, all in my business and shit. Am I really over it, you know? And That's so I learned that whether I put it out there or not, you know what? People are still doing this shit. It still lies that, you know, is being told and I said and this and that and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So it's like I'm damned if I do it, but I'm damned if I don't. So what feels good to me? You know, mm-hmm. what, what feels good to breathe? Does that make sense? Because yeah. what game? How, how much closer do I get to heaven by doing certain things? It, it, it makes no sense. You know, and if I ain't with you, I ain't worried about you. I ain't bothered by you. So why would I even inject myself to have a conversation with you or about you or about somebody with you? I don't even got time to be freaking out with that man, do Cause I'm not with that man. Okay, if I wanted to know what that man was doing, I would be with that man. It doesn't make sense to me. I already had the ring, so I don't understand. You giving me? Mean? I, I just never understood what people wanted, but I think that um they wanted some clarity and i really do think a lot of women wanted some inspiration um because later on i made a post that was about me mm-hmm. you know and some things that just i went through and it was so many messages you know and so many comments like oh my god thank you you know this is and this and i learned that it's the way that i did it i did it that because it was about me not about what happened to me and not about the person that it happened with
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know and if i had done it right then and there oh, it would have been a shit show. Because, you know, I had all the screenshots, all the proof, you know, everything. Because I'm thinking, I might need this in court, You know, so I got all this. And you know, I would have been trigger-happy, you know, because I'm in my feelings. Yes. Whereas now, I'm over it, and I just want people to know it is light on the other side of the tunnel. But it's yes. about how bright you want it to be.
0: Yes, I love that. Did you experience any kind of judgment from close family and friends? Sif's tea. <laughs> Girl,
2: woo! Yes,
0: I did.
2: Um, a lot of my relationships with my family and with some of my friends did adjust. You know, and I, I think that um, in hindsight, looking back on it now, these are people who just want the best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I portrayed it so well, mm-hmm. so well that their relationship was the best for me. Um, and that that marriage was the best for me you know people looked up to us thought we were perfect oh my god y'all both do this oh my god y'all are so much I like blah 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 and there were certain things in his life that he was dealing with that I did deal with and I felt like it was my karma right for all the shitty things I did and all the lies I ever told you know all the bullshit I put people through now I'm dealing with somebody who's in that space but I learned that you know it was, it took me losing so many, me, let me say this, me having the idea that I would lose people that I love the most to make me be like, Brittany, you need to get your shit together. So mm-hmm. this is what I'm saying. But I had to do that for me. Because even if, and you told me, get your shit together. But I'm not, getting together, like, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and then I do it again. And you catch me. You say, but girl, you still going to, I'm like, ah, but it got, because, because I'm thinking, ain't going nowhere. Tia ain't going to be right my brain Until I really realized, girl, what a, t- but Tia ain't my friend. You know, what What am I really going to do? But Tia mm-hmm. can't do it for me. You know, my mm-hmm. other close friends can't do it for me. Mm-hmm. I got to do it for me. And I just felt like with him, why you don't see that? And it's because you ain't ready to see. Mm-hmm. You ain't ready because I can't make you change. Because once you do it, it's still work to be done. You know, mm-hmm. it used to be a time where every time after I changed my life around, every time I would say something, oh, I know everybody get the text. Yeah, is that really right? Is that, did that really happen? Bring you in here? I know that because I know who I was. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And yeah. I knew that it was a privilege and it was an honor for people to continue to go on a journey with me to mm-hmm. see me evolve. So I'm thinking with him, you know, I know what you're going through. I know mm-hmm. what it is. I know what it's like. I know what it feels like. And I'm thinking, Lord, this is my karma. Jesus, my head mm-hmm. hurt. And I can't, I can't run away from it because mm-hmm. I was placed here with him. You know to do this and to show him. Look at my life. You know you talk about my friends and how close we are. It took us to get there. You know, but it's like he doesn't get it. So it's like I can't, I can't do nothing with you or for you when you ain't ready. And in the process, you drinking me down in the mud. No sir.
1: Yeah. No sir.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah. No. So <laughs> whoa, that that was a lot, and I'm so glad that you're sharing that. So you. So after that experience, you were single and you were dating. How was the dating experience back yes. on the market? Girl, it was horrible. So I went through this
2: phase where I was trying to think, okay, do I just want to get married again? You know, real quick. Cause I'm so used to being a wife. You know, you you put your step in your this idea that you're a wife. And like time I say, you're a wife in material. So, you know, you are carrying yourself like that. And it's like, do I want to be in a relationship? You know, do I want to be a hoe? You know, do I want to be a pimp? You know, and what I learned is I'm still breeding You know, I like to have fun. I like to you know, um, talk to people. But essentially, I like to talk to people to find a connection to be with just them. You know, Mm -hmm. I've never been the type of person to just talk to a lot of people, you know, or deal with a lot of people. I will say I tried. I tried to be a pimp. I did get played and pimped myself. I tried to date 16 years older than me. You know, Mm -hmm. I tried to date younger than me. I tried to just have somebody who took me out to eat. I just, I tried to have somebody who I just tag somebody I just, you know, uh, have sex with, somebody, I mean, I tried all those things, and I would say that it was fun, it was funny, sometimes the joke was on them, and whoo, sometimes the joke was on me, and I would just say that, I was thinking to myself, girl, what are you doing, you know, I would put myself, or I would say I would end up in these situations that I didn't understand, and it's like, um, I hurt a lot of people feelings because I didn't want to be in a relationship. And it's really because I didn't understand what the relationship was now, not even just after marriage, but in this time frame with me being 30 plus, you know, how do you date? How do you flirt? You know, how do you do these things? Because I use my best years with a knucklehead. So shit, I don't know how to do this. Right. So I got like little um, sisters that were helping me and I'm like, oh, hold on. I don't know if I can do that. Or, you know, I'd be like, girl, what, what caption should I put? You know, this stuff like that. Um, and I would say, fast forward to now, I started, I would say that what I was searching for was someone that I had a certain level of chemistry with, that I also had a certain level of respect for, and that was my, was a partner to me. And I, it's just like before, it came when I didn't expect it. And so, you know, um, the guy I'm dating now, that's literally how it was. You know, we talked for months you know and I was like "Mm, I don't know you know because players don't play you know I don't know then you know he had a lot going on this is the first person you know that I've ever talked to that has been intimate with people that I know you know Mm -hmm. and not even just people I know of whether it was 10 years five years two days ago shit I never had to deal with that knowing you know like oh I know and and these are people that I still talk to you know these Mm -hmm. are people that like if they have an event, me and this, me and my boo will be there. Like it's so weird to me, and it's like I had to fucking grow up after thirty. Yeah. I had to grow up out of this fairy tale idea of mm-hmm. what dating is, especially when you dating somebody that damn near you know, and they, they know everybody, they know everybody, they know somebody. Mm-hmm. And I would say that we've been able to be so chill, uh, mm-hmm. because we are really real with each other. You know, yeah. it's like really refreshing. Because I never would have thought in a million years, everything and everybody was telling me to go away and not do this and not do that. But it was just like, people do change, people evolve. You cannot teach a dog new tricks. But at the same time, you know, people make up their minds to do what they want to do when they fucking want to do it. You know, yeah. so it took me a minute to be like, okay, I'm going to be just with him. Because, you know, I was trying to wing off these other uh, people I was playing with get my meals from, you know, text because I was not allowed easy for things. And then it just turned into, okay, I find myself constantly every day talking to this person, wanting to talk to this person. And the best part about it is at this age, which was 31 at the time, I was about to be 31, mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, you know what? This is literally, I, I feel the best. So like this person is like literally getting wet, like my best foot forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And look how great this is. And he was in the same you know, sense of his life, like, hey, I'm literally the best, you know, job, this, this, and this, the best of what I feel like I can give, and I ran into this person that I should have ran into 12 years ago, that I didn't Mm -hmm. run into, you know, I don't even remember him from college, which is vain, which is also Mm -hmm. really sad, and really, like, it does not to me, but, you know, but I was in a relationship in college, you know, and everybody knew me as that person's girl. You know, so I didn't, you know, I'm not really concerned about this this, this, or this person or whatever. And so I think that it's just about really redefining um, what makes you happy and what you want to do and who you want to share that with. But it starts off by you really being what you know, not what you think or you hope is your best self. And I think that's why, you know, it's it's working so far. Still really fresh and really new. Um, Still has ups and downs. You know, I don't think no relationship is up and down proof um but i do believe that i know if nothing else it really is built on two people being friends you know it really is built on two people allowing the other person to be exactly who they are if that makes sense it it really is at least built on that
0: for sure you guys just celebrated your 1 year anniversary so you know that's that's a milestone did he Yeah they say we broke the internet um <laughs> uh, yes yes because uh y'all you know it's always been subliminal you know little little yeah. little foot and post here. and different
2: yeah. things like that um I think the main thing is and you know people like oh well it was a secret business it wasn't really a secret but I think that um it was for the people who I don't want to say who needed to know because I don't want to sound like you know I don't appreciate my followers I don't love my followers you know my was brought me from you know the ground up in a sense from a confidence level in some aspects. but it's just one of those things where you know it was something that we really tread lightly you mm-hmm. know for and now we can joke like oh you know as soon as you post the motherfucker she started having you know motherfucker start acting you know weird and this and this and so you <laughs> know we laugh about stuff like that Um, I think it was still really subtle but that's like our style because it's something yeah. that we want to come back home to and have that's ours. And I think that, you know, whether we post or whether we don't, if somebody gonna come to me as a woman, they gonna come to me as a woman regardless. You know, if somebody gonna come to you as a real nigga, they gonna come to you as a real nigga regardless. But at the same time, there's no woman who I feel like could come to me about something that I don't already know about you. Right. You know, so you just coming to me because you finally decided to be a woman. But the truth is, I already knew. You can mean? And I find comfort kind of in knowing that, and so uh, it's very difficult sometimes, um, and it's not easy being in a relationship in 2020 at all. Um, but I will say that it's it's rewarding because we do have that chemistry and we do have that foundation. At least.
0: Did he have any uh, hesitations about you being married before? Um, I really think I have more hesitations than him. Because, you know, for a long time, I walked around
2: like I got a big D on my forehead for divorcee <laughs> or divorcee, whichever, the fuck, whichever one it is, but D for divorce. uh. And I felt like, you know, will somebody think that I'm worthy? You know, will mm-hmm. they want to marry someone who was married before? You know, back when I was married, you know, different people would talk and be like, oh, well, once someone's married, I feel like they belong to that person forever. Yeah. You know, and they could never really be mine. I would hear God say this. And so... I was really nervous about that. Um, I didn't also want anyone that I dated to think that I was a quitter, you know, and that I would, like, get up and, you know, just fucking leave you high and dry, you know, that kind of thing, Um, that I wasn't, you know, a rider, a fighter, because, I mean, I was those things for a very long time. I just got tired of fighting with myself, for Mm -hmm. myself, by myself. Um, And I think that I, I put more pressure on myself than he put on me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that he kind of low key was just trying to really get to know who I was and Mm -hmm. not just when things are going well, but when things aren't going well, who I become, you know, or, or who I am to see if it's somebody that he wants to be, you know, see if it's somebody that he wants to, you know, date, because those are in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. The way that you function, especially in conflict. Um, it's probably how you're going to function when you're married, you know? Um, and then of course he, um, had events and things in his life where I wasn't the first person to experience that with him. So we kind of joked that like, oh, you got an event, you know, that I wasn't the first person. I got an event that you wasn't the first person. And it's difficult for me to transition with that as well. Um, and so it's just one of those things where we kind of really focused on getting to know who each other was because Mm -hmm. I didn't really, we, we didn't really know each other beforehand. You know, we only knew what other people would say and, you know, what other people would talk about. Um, I think that it's something that I know, like he wants to get married in like his life. And Mm -hmm. I think that just from us dating, I think eventually You know, it is something that we can continue, you know, to keep the course that he could see with me. I don't think that I'm eliminated from the equation because I've been divorced.
0: That's good to hear because I'm sure that's a lot of people's concerns. Now, if we're going to get married or not, I don't know. You know, we take it one day at a time. Right, for sure. But
2: I will say that because I've got divorced, he has uh, comforted me and reassured me in knowing that I'm not eliminated, you know, from. The, the like I said, not eliminated from the equation,
0: right? Okay, well, congratulations, girl, on your new love life. That is so good to hear about that transition. So, on top of your new relationship, you're pretty active socially. So, how has COVID affected you outside of work? I know that you're a frontline worker, you yeah. know, unlike. The rest of us who have just been working from home or quarantine, you've been out in the public with the public. How have you stayed connected to sorority life, friends, family, and building your new relationship?
2: Yeah. So today um, I popped my Zoom in the daytime cherry with you because I, I don't be on Zoom you know, in the daytime, and I got on, you know, the shirt, you know, cool, yeah. but then I got on my pajamas, you know, I, I, I don't do these, you know, like you said, I get up and I've been going to work every day, you know, um, I work at a bank, so we have not closed, so this is new to me, um, a lot of organizations that I'm in, um, even my friendships, we've moved to virtual, you know, mm-hmm. um, I guess you could say virtual connections um, is I don't feel like i really missed a beat per se because everyone that I affiliated with so heavily, excuse me, everyone I affiliated with so heavily, we're still handling the business and doing what we need to do. Um, from a sorority standpoint, we break in the summer. So, this is just kind of, you know, almost perfect timing, um, but we're still trying to find ways to serve, you know, still trying to find ways to be in the community and, you know, to make sure that our presence is known, um, even during this time uh, with friends, you know, we're setting up Zoom calls, you know, we're texting. Um, I'm notorious for randomly, you know, trying to see how you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. linking up as far as, you know, making sure you're good, like checking up on you. I've always done that, um, but here in COVID, I've kind of more so been a little bit more adamant about doing it. I literally write it in my calendar because you know I'm like a calendar writer. Uh, And so I'll be like, text to you, or you know, text friends or you know, that kind of thing because Uh I get so wrapped up sometimes in my world, you know, in my life. And sometimes even when I talk to my friends, Girl, I just be talking about myself. And I was thinking, you know, hey, the relationship, you know, should serve both people. So, you know, Mm -hmm. Tia tells me she started a new podcast, you know, here and there. Let me let her know that I listened to it, you know, and that I remembered that and that I listened to the podcast. You know, let me post her, you know, let me text her randomly, you know, and say, hey, this was a great episode because that's how I really feel, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not up to you, in my opinion, from a friendship standpoint, for you to be guessing that Brittany Listen, Brittany gotta tell you that she listened. Yeah, you know I'm gonna listen. You're gonna go we talked about it before you lunched it, but then does it feel good, you know, to know that yeah. my friends told me without me prompting them and without me asking them, you know, different things. You know what I mean? So yes. I just feel like I gotta be more intentional in general. That was my that's my word for the year. You know, I gotta wear it every year. Yes. This year is intentional. I gotta be more intentional in all aspects of my life. <laughs> specifically with my friendships, because literally my friends have saved my life, you know, in so many different aspects, and it's like, why not, you know, make sure that they know I love them? You know, why not? Like, it's not it's not that big of a deal, but it is a really big deal, and we got to do that more as women. We got to do that more as Black women. Like, we, we have to do that, because... Everybody got 100 million things going on. And if you can't stop and tell somebody you care about them, you love them, you was thinking about them, without it always being kiki, hi, hi, girl, that you see her post that? Then are they really your friends? You know, are y'all really building something that your children can play around and y'all can sit back and laugh and drink wine later? Or are you just going into this cycle of bullshit, you know, where you're friends because you gossiping about somebody else? You know, so this year I decided to be more intentional about that. So I can weed that shit out too, you know, because don't just call me, you know, ask me and tell me that somebody done did this and this, cause you know, I'm going to laugh. But what you doing, sis, you know, how are you doing? Because that's important to me as well. You know, I don't want nothing to happen to my friends. And I ain't even know, you know, that you was dealing with that or you, you know, you was, you know, in pain. Does that make sense? Or you was yep. happy about something. How yep. does that not work? Because these are the same friends who been there with me through you know everything I can think of I don't think it's one life even my ass ain't been through so it's just like you know letting you know not to be afraid to talk to me you know not to feel embarrassed to say something to me because those are all the things that I've felt before with friends. you know so even if you don't talk to me it's not because you know you can't it's just because you chose not to right and I'm busy as fuck, you know, and it's exactly. like, you know, I'm really busy and I know my friends are busy and I try really hard to let people know that I'm not, you know, too busy for them, if, if that makes sense. I'm very hard to date, <laughs> you know, I'm very hard to connect with sometimes because I can be so busy. Um, I'll reach a text, think I responded, text back two days later, but I'm intentional, I'm going to text back, you mm. know, so it's just kind of juggling everything. With COVID, it's just that we don't have that outside, you know, um, presence. You know, so we can still brunch and sip. We're just not spending, you know, fifty five dollars on mimosas and you know what I mean, little petty food. You're just doing it at home.
0: I think what COVID has allowed is us to be able to connect and stay connected with our friends. That's what. I love most like, because I'm just like you busy. I be busy too. I be doing a bunch of different stuff. You know, we all working, like you said, we all got things going on, but being quarantined Mm -hmm. um, and working from home, it gives you a little bit more time to, you know, pay attention to staying connected to your friends in that way. Like you were saying, like being intentional about making contact and not, you know, just relying on social media because that's what a lot of people do today. You know, you see what people post and they oh, they're smiling, they're doing well, yeah. but you don't know what they're really dealing with because you haven't checked in and you haven't mm-hmm. checked in because you're dealing with your own stuff and you got a lot going on. And so the one thing that I think is good with COVID has been the virtual connections, like yeah. you mentioned, being able to connect with your friends from all over and not just the people who are local. You know, cause honestly, like if, if COVID didn't happen, I don't know if this podcast would have happened because I would have been too dang busy <laughs> to do hey, it. You
2: know what I've, I've learned that sometimes people are here local and I have stronger connections with people mm-hmm. who are out of town than people that are local, you know, because we're, we're all just so busy in the hey and day of the world. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, you're really finding out, you know, who, really is there not just for a season or because you can fly out and see them and go have a drink with them and chit chat and gossip like people who are really here with you and for you because it takes a lot like when we was getting ready I'm like there can you see me is it light let me move this let me move that you know that kind of thing because I care about you know what you're wanting to present you know and what yeah. you're wanting to do uh you know because it's important to you so automatically you know it's important to me and so it's just one of those things where You know, it's all about the intent and it's not the intent after the fact, you know, when people, when my friends post stuff, oh, I like every goddamn thing, you know, and I'm going to post stuff under it because if nothing else, I know your life, you know, I know your struggle, you know, I know your pain, your happiness. And so if you even own the, what is it, the Instagram crime like Britney Spears was, I'm still going to say, be strong, do what you got to do because I know, you know what I'm saying? I know you. And I, I just think there's no harm in that especially if you're using social media to catch up with Tia, you're going to see what she's yeah. doing. Why not like it? You know, because at the end of the day, that's how you even know that the bitch alive. Exactly. So, like, do what you need to do, you know, and show people these things while we can, you know, yes, because if anything sure. doesn't happen, and then you go back and like them all, you know what I mean, when, yep. when I'm dead and gone, when I didn't know how you felt when I was here. you know and and it seemed like oh don't make social media such a big deal and i i goddamn hate when people say that because Mm -hmm. it is a big deal you Mm -hmm. get up and before you say god thank you so much for waking me up this morning your ass is on the toilet on the phone on instagram on facebook trying to see what other people are doing social media is a big deal you know it's it's you may not post a lot you may not be a poster and i feel like you know is your life fun because at the end of the day, if you're living a, a fun, lit life and we had 2020, why you ain't posting? You right. know, but it's just kind of like at the end of the day, be intentional about what you're posting and let people know you're doing well. You know, let people know you're not so doing so well. You know, just keep people in the loop of things that you're supporting, things you're reading, you know, things you're doing. Like, why not? And yeah. I think a big thing with the anniversary is I wouldn't have been me if I wouldn't have posted nothing. You know, right. because at the end of the day, I post every goddamn thing else. Exactly. And it's like he, I felt like he he should have been offended, you know, mm-hmm. if I didn't post him. Mm-hmm. And we talk about my Instagram quite a lot. And, you know, especially my videos when I put them butterflies up. And I think that when we were in the courting stage, you know, he'd be like, now, hold up. You know, you said this, you know, you did this, or, you know, you posting bag season. Ain't no bag season, you bag. And I'm like, okay, sit down <laughs> let me. <laughs> And delete it. you know but it's like you know you do adapt you know with the person that you're dating and the person that you're talking to but at the end of the day I just don't like when people act like it's not a big deal like if it's not a big deal get off of it and delete it it's definitely a big, a big deal. deal you're because- just mad because your life is boring or what you think is boring because like I said for me this is what I'm really doing you know this is yeah. how I really look like this is what it is, like it really is my real life. If you know me, it is my real life. Yeah. And then and I got my friends to hype me up. We could be at the most gorgeous place and we're gonna make it fun. We ah, 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 you know, and it's like this place ain't even that fun. But in this right. moment, right now, we're making it the best, you know, we can make it, and, and that that be what it is for real.
0: You so crazy. So offline, you mentioned that you were starting a business. Yes. bartending and mixed service business. Tell hey. us about that because I'm sure social media will be very influential in getting that off. It will, child. So I'll kind of tell you the summary of it because I don't want to go into
2: too right. many details because it is still in development. It's like my little egg, like my little baby. Um, and I'm still developing it. So I will be launching in September. Okay. Um, so that is official. It is called In the Mix with Bee. And, um, it's, it's really has the potential in my mind, you know, these things that go on in my mind to really, I guess you could say take off to be more than just bartending and mixing, but that will be the basics um, of it because that's something that I do. You know, I feel like, Hey, we need multiple streams of income out here in this world. And I'm thinking, what is something that I could do all day, every day, with people, for people, by people? Drink. When you want to go get a drink and I'm around, you're going to call me. When you you got alcohol around and you need somebody to make a drink, I'm your slave, right? I'm going to go make you a drink. Like, I can tell you what you like, what you don't like. I can look at you, and I know my friend's limit. You know, you were at my birthday brunch earlier this year we started at 11 and we was done at 11, yes. you know? And it's like, oh, food gone, let's order some more. Let's drink, let's do this. So it's kind of like, it's always been my theme. Um, I've been illegal, so I'm just trying to go legit, you know, actually have the licenses to do different things. But essentially it is a going to be a subscription-based bartending mixing service. Um, and so I'm really excited about the different uh, product and packaging, you know, it's starting to come in. Um, it has to be something that I like. But essentially, I want you to get excited every time you get that little black box with the B on it. You know, you know that, you know, you and your man or you and your friends or just you um, and your family or different things are about to have a good time because you know that it'll be mixed by B. You know, I mixed this up for you. Um, So, you know, that's kind of, I guess you could say, the gist of it. We'll have merchandise, you know, different things, games, because I am the queen of games. I will always bring you a game. I will make up a game. I will create a game and then change the rules on the fly. Um, and I think that it's all the things that people enjoy about me, you mm-hmm. know, um, and all the things that people enjoy when they're around me. You know, I have a two-drink minimum. Don't go nowhere. If you mm-hmm. ain't going to least have two drinks, because it ain't worth the calories, okay? And wow. back real and so if you're gonna continue to you know contribute to your backpack the least you can do is have a good time with the least to drink um, and so you know when, when people come into town when they want to go to happy hour you know whatever they want to do I've always been the person girl go get a drink with me because you know I'm gonna go and the day I stop drinking the day that I tell you I don't want to drink then you better ask me what's wrong oh my gosh because it ain't never no time I drink beer wine <laughs> liquor whatever you want Whatever you want it to be, I will taste it, you know, because that's just who and, you know, how I've always been. I'm not a mean drunk. You know, I don't get crazy. You know, nothing bad has ever happened, thank God. But I think it's just fun and it's just that vibe. So why not turn it into a business, you know, an opportunity um, to bring in a different form of income and an opportunity for people to experience me even when they're not around.
0: I love that. And on that note, we're gonna take a quick break. We gotta go pay some bills and we'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, girl, hey! This podcast is sponsored by the Millennial Wives Club. We are a community of supportive women who just so happen to be millennial wives, hence the name. We are actually more than just wives, we are mothers, we are bosses. We are friends, we are leaders in our community, daughters, sisters, and so much more. Despite the name the Millennial Wives Club, you do not have to be a wife to join the club, but you do have to aspire to be a wife. If you are a woman who has a passion for connecting and supporting like-minded women, looking for a tribe to remind you that you are not alone, and don't mind going places with strangers who turn into sister friends, join us just go to the website the slash join the club for more details on how to join your local chapter or how to start your own all right girl we'll see you then now let's get back into the show all right guys welcome back so, Brittany, thank you so much for sharing your story. I think this is going to be a wonderful episode when people listen to this. I think a lot of women are going to be interested in hearing about this topic. I think you definitely helped some women or given them some courage to uh, see the possibility of life after divorce because you. Yep. You have a new love life. You have a new business you're working on. You're still sociable. It sounds like this experience has helped you become a better person and love yourself, most importantly. And I just, uh, this is going to be great. So yeah. what advice do you have to the woman who is afraid to leave her marriage and start over?
2: Um, I would I would really keep it simple by saying, you know, It's going to be okay. You know, and I think that sometimes just someone saying that to you, reassuring you of that is it's going to be okay. Just like any other big decision, whether it's a big job, you know, a big move, you know, um, a big, another life event that happens that maybe is not favorable or is a little scary or you're unsure. At the end of the day, your conscience is telling you, you know, and you're telling yourself, it's going to be okay. You know, you know what you want. um, And being unhappy is so lame. You know, just not really living in your truth, living in what really makes you happy. And I'm not talking about somebody doing everything for you and you not checking yourself. You know, but once you check yourself and you get to a point in your life where you know, you know, who you are in that moment, you're very sure of that, and you still find yourself negotiating, you still find yourself giving yourself the last, you know, part of the meal, you know, the leftovers after you've given everything else out to the world and you give yourself the leftovers, that's lame too. And you know, if you get up and every day you thinking about it and every night you crying about it, you know, it. You pretty much know what to do. You know, think about everything from a financial standpoint, you know, from a well-being standpoint. I ain't saying get up and leave and you ain't got nowhere to sleep. You know, get a plan together. You know, you're going to be there. Be stacking some stuff, you know, get yourself in line. But do know that no matter what you choose to do, it's okay. If you choose to stay, girl, it's okay. Just put your big girl panties on. Don't make excuses for yourself. Don't make excuses for other people. And when you get done with that, where do you find yourself? Do you find yourself in that marriage or do you find yourself outside of a marriage? You know, I had a lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda moments. And I'll kind of end it with this. You know, should I stay? Could I stay? What, what, what if I woulda stayed? Especially when I see so many people who are celebrating, you know, anniversaries and, you know, uh, preparing for families and having families. And I sometimes think like, dang, that could have been me. You know, that should have been me. That would have been me. You know, I was prepped, right? I was prepared years ago to be the trailblazer, you know, in those aspects. But you know what? It wouldn't have been right. And it wouldn't have been good, you know, and it wouldn't have been fair. Um, And, and, and it wouldn't have been proper. You know, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't have been what it was supposed to be. Because these are all things that I made up in my mind, you know, not things that were really supposed to be, you know, for me at that time, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So it's just it's about timing. But at the end of the day, I just want you to know that you are going to be okay. More people are going through the bullshit than what they tell you. So not only are you going to be okay, but you're not by yourself. You know, we talked about specific issues. Then I can guarantee you that nine out of 10 wives or ex-wives have the same experiences that I may have had. It's yeah. just the things that we don't talk about. You know, the things that we don't say, the things that we don't say out loud because we don't really want to admit them to ourselves that they are really happy. Yeah. You know, it's not until you say something out loud that you can hear yourself saying some shit. So not only is it coming out of your mouth because it's already in your mind, but then it's going into your ear, back into your mind in another way that some shit start really resonating. You be like, you know what? This shit sounds dumb. You mm-hmm. know, I, and I'm doing the dumb shit. So, yeah. you know, I'm for dumb shit now. No. no you know, so <laughs> I would just say that you're not alone and I had a lot of support. you know, when I was married, I had a lot of support. you know, when I got a divorce, I have a lot of support now, but the people who want to be there, they're going to be there, and every day, no matter what happens, you know, things go right with my job, in my relationship, with friends, whatever I always know that it is going to be okay because if nothing else throughout everything that I've ever went through, it's always been okay. It's always going to be okay.
0: I love that. And it is going to be okay for those of you who are listening. And again, Brittany, thank you so much for sharing your story. Until next time, guys. Yes, until next time. I might have to come back so we can get into some more things. Yes, girl, come back. You're welcome to come
2: back at any time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Congratulations to you on your podcast. Again, I'm really proud of you.
1: Thank you, friend. Are you ready to learn how to do your makeup like a pro? Well, my name is Z, and I want to invite you to join the Better Than YouTube Makeup Class community. It's Better Than YouTube because you're going to get the details and makeup secrets you've been missing to help you master your brows, blend that eyeshadow, and snatch your face with that highlighting and contouring. So head on over to BetterThanYT.com to grab your free makeup starter kit today. That's BetterThanYT.com. .com and I am so excited to teach you.
0: Well, all right friends, that's all I got until next time. Thank you for tuning in to Women in Transition. I am your host Tia Davidson. I hope you enjoyed the show. For show notes and submission of questions, please visit www.accordingtotia.com. But before you do that, Can you do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast? And while you're there, leave a rating and a review on iTunes. I would really appreciate your feedback and your support. And if you're not already following me at According to Tia or at the Millennial Wives Club, you are missing out. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye
1: comfort zone, I'm not afraid. See, I don't want to block what God has for me. watching what I feed my mind, good energy. Good energy. And I let go of the people that's no good for me. See, I'm fully, fully persuaded, persuaded that I can do this. Yep, I can make it. I'm an entrepreneur with integrity. I lack like nothing and I ain't no sense of jealousy. I ain't gotta apologize for Said, ain't nobody sending it
2: away Wait.